0: all right welcome to fanatics football the football segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so all right in today's episode we'll just take a look at the nfl schedule release for 2021 Uh, We'll just go through each week and, you know, uh, take a look at some potential uh, good matchups, um, sort of exciting games that we might want to watch. Plus, we'll sort of look at our own team's uh, matchups. And then after that, we'll just move into our top 24 wide receivers. So uh, we're moving into the wide receiver two territory as well today. So um, I know last time we did uh, top 12 wide receivers, but we'll be expanding our horizons after the draft and just making it top 24 so you can just get a general idea of uh you know which receivers we like you know maybe even at the end we'll talk about maybe two receivers that you compare pair with each other uh one of the wide receiver ones and then one of the wide receiver twos that kind of thing uh we'll talk about players that maybe you could reach for maybe some steals that kind of thing so we'll definitely jump into that so how does that sound sounds good all right, let's just hop right into the NFL schedule. Uh, they released the schedule on um, Wednesday. Um, so uh, let's just take a look here. Um, for week one, Nate, I'm just looking over the schedule. Um, I see your Cleveland Browns are facing the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. What do you think about that game?
1: Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, hopefully the Browns will be able to do something.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a rematch of the AFC semifinals. So yeah, big game. I know that Cleveland did put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes in that game. So hopefully they can do the same.
1: The crazy thing is the, I think the Browns, um, they did as well as like almost any other team that lost to them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. And um, just looking at the Patriots to play the Miami dolphins uh, that That game could be crucial, actually, like uh, even though it's just week one, like down the stretch um, between these two teams, because these two teams could be fighting for a wild card spot. If Buffalo does turn out to be as good as they were last year and win the division, then it could be Miami and New England fighting for a a wild card spot. So every win these two teams face against each other, like it matters. So uh, that could be a big game for them as well. Um, And then uh, what's another game you really like on the slate? Mm, Let's see.
1: I guess maybe, um, I guess, how do you feel about Steelers versus Bills?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good matchup. Uh, those two teams faced um, uh, last season, and it was a great matchup. Um, yeah, um, both teams actually started out their seasons well, too. So um, what do you think about it?
1: I think that for um, the Steelers, it's going to be, like a lot of um people are kind of um doubting them based on their line. I guess you could consider me one of those people, so I guess I'm just not sure how well they're going to do. They're good they're good every year, but we'll have to see. So I guess like this opening game is going to be like their
0: statement game. Yeah, for sure. And then a game I like from week 1 is of course Dallas against the defending champions Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be the first game on the Thursday. So um, definitely going to be a good game. We'll see how well Tampa Bay comes out to play, whether they have a Super Bowl hangover. Because I mean, a lot of times these Super Bowl teams come out and then they come out flat and the other team takes advantage of them. So um, this could be a, a nice spot maybe for Dallas to get a win, a surprising win over Tampa Bay.
1: I think there's a chance that they could kind of sneak up on Tampa Bay, but at the same time when have, when have you ever seen Tom Brady with like a Super Bowl hangover or anything like that
0: yeah I mean that's the thing Tom Brady's Tom Brady we can't ever sleep on him so yeah uh just moving into week two uh my New England Patriots are facing the New York Jets it'll be interesting to see if Zach Wilson uh he'll most likely start a quarterback from week one but it'll be interesting to see how he does um I know we were able to take care of the Jets pretty well last season, but I assume that they'll be better and will also be better as well. So definitely be a better matchup than last year. Yeah, for sure. And then looking at the Cleveland Browns, they're facing the Houston Texans. We don't know whether Deshaun Watson is going to be in the lineup or not, but I still think this is a game Cleveland should win. I hope so. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they if they don't play well against Kansas City and they end up losing in Week One, this is pretty much a Week Two matchup. They have to win because you don't want to start the season 0 and two.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, the Texans are like a must win game for the Browns for sure.
0: And if they do beat the Chiefs, then they have a chance to go two and zero in this game. So, that, like, if Cleveland can get off to a really good start, we could see like a a record breaking season from them this coming year. Yeah, well,
1: I'd like to see a record-breaking season. And beating the Chiefs is always like a good sign.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the Chiefs, I was just looking at games that i like, I like to see here. The Chiefs are facing the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night football in week two. That's definitely a must-watch game. Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. Um, both teams have pretty stellar defenses as well. So um, I think it would be a great matchup. I know that both teams went at it last season as well, and it was a great Matchup, so definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing.
1: Yeah, I think the the Ravens they're trying to make an argument for um, best team in their conference right now, so beating the Chiefs is one way to do that.
0: For sure. And any other matchups that you like, week two?
1: Uh, let's take a look. Um, I guess how do you feel about Tampa Bay versus Atlanta?
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely going to be a solid game. you got the Super Bowl champs. um, And then you have an Atlanta team that's really rebuilt itself this year. A new coaching staff. uh, Got a lot of new players in the draft. Um, I think this game could be pretty high scoring. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I hope that um, this year with Julio Healthy, um, we might see a Falcons team that's kind of really high powered. I think last season... Um, I thought that the Falcons could have been one of the um, strongest offenses with Julio still healthy. So hopefully we'll be able to see that.
0: Yeah, they should be a top five offense heading into this season. In my mind, it's just the question of can they outscore their defensive woes? So um, that's that's been the Falcons issue. But yeah, we'll definitely have to see heading into the season. Um, and then just moving on to week three, just taking a look at the slate, your Cleveland Browns are facing against the Chicago Bears. How do you feel about that, especially if Justin Fields starts for the Bears at quarterback? Um,
1: it's going to be kind of, um, I feel like the Bears could be kind of a sleeper team. I don't think you can really um, underestimate them. So hopefully the Browns uh, bring their A game.
0: Yeah, and then the New England Patriots are facing the New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I'm really, I have a mixed bag about the the Saints. I know their defense is always really solid. Uh, their offense, we don't know how it's going to run, whether they run with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Uh, so I'm hoping the Patriots can pull off a win here, but uh, it's, I know definitely the Saints are always a tough matchup for anyone.
1: Yeah, I think whether they run with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, I think the game's going to come down to what team has the better defense.
0: Yeah, and I know New England's defense is just getting healthy, so we'll definitely have to see how they perform this coming season. And then um, I guess just a game that I really like on the slate. Uh, I'm really going back to a lot of Tampa Bay's games. They have a lot of solid matchups this year. Uh, Week three, Tampa Bay at L.A. Rams. Of course, you have Matthew Stafford as the Rams quarterback up against Tom Brady. Two solid defenses as well between those two teams. Uh, I'll make for an exciting matchup. Um, Yeah, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, every um, Tampa Bay game is going to be really good, especially when they face another really strong team like the Rams.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then are there any other games on the slate that you'd be looking forward to?
1: Um, I guess maybe Green Bay versus the 49ers, assuming that Aaron Rodgers decides to take one last season.
0: Yeah, for sure. That matchup should be exciting. Sunday night football, obviously, the 49ers should be healthier this coming season. And of course, Green Bay, assuming that they are at the same strength they were last year, um, they'll definitely make for a good matchup
1: yeah for sure
0: and then moving into week four just taking a look at the slate uh cleveland browns up against the minnesota vikings so um this viking squad should be a little bit improved from last season but uh what do you think about cleveland's chances here
1: um i think with uh the browns defense uh there's they've made a lot of improvements so I think the Browns can definitely hang with Minnesota, but you can't really sleep on Minnesota either.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then the New England Patriots. This is the game that I'm really looking forward to. It's the New England Patriots against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. This is Sunday night football. I feel like this will be the most viewed game of the entire season, not including playoffs, but... Uh, the amount of people that are going to tune in to watch this game is going to be insane.
1: Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be interesting, to say the least. So I guess it'll be Tom Brady versus um, Belichick and the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I honestly don't know what to expect out of this game. Um, I mean, the Bucs are a Super Bowl champ, so I go in with limited expectations as a Patriots fan, but... Um, I guess with Belichick, you never know because he's been coaching Tom Brady. Maybe he does know how to stop Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I mean, the best thing you can do is like, know you just have to know your opponent and nobody knows Tom Brady
0: better than Belichick. Exactly. Or vice versa. So we'll definitely have to see there. Um, And then any other matchups you're really liking here on the slate?
1: Uh, I guess just taking a look. Maybe the Miami Dolphins versus the Colts.
0: Yeah, um, definitely Carson Wentz, starting quarterback for the Colts. This Colts team has really built themselves up. So have the Dolphins as well. Um, who do you think actually wins that matchup just by looking at it?
1: Um, it's going to be tough to say. I think the Colts uh, might be able to... I guess it might be – I'm not not sure if it will be kind of like an upset per se, but I feel like the Colts might be able to beat the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at a game that I'm really liking on this slate is the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers, two division rivals. These games are always high-scoring back and forth uh who knows who's going to be the quarterback for the 49ers whether it's jimmy g or trey lance but definitely russell wilson always brings his a game to these division matchups so definitely something that i'm looking forward to seeing
1: yeah for sure i feel like russell wilson is is like the the one constant in his division he's like really good every year so um it's always like a must watch the seahawks
0: yeah, for sure. And then just moving on to week five here, Um, just taking a look at some of the games of my new England Patriots are facing the Houston Texans. So now is our opportunity to get a win. I mean, we didn't beat the Texans last year. Watson had one of his best games of the season, but I'm uh, just hoping sort of for a reverse of fortunes uh, there. Uh, the, and definitely if, we do lose to the Bucs in week four. We definitely want to bounce back week five. I feel like the Texans are one of those bounce back teams.
1: Well, they might not be if Deshaun Watson decides to hold out.
0: Yeah, they might. They might just, yeah. It, it, it's a messy situation there. I don't. I don't really want to speculate or anything, but definitely Texans feel like a team. If you lose the week before, you can go in and have a bounce back game against them. What do you think about that?
1: Well, maybe, unless the Texans have anything to say about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then looking at Cleveland, they're up against the LA Chargers. Uh, what do you think about that matchup?
1: Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Um, I guess I'm not really too sure how strong the Chargers are going to be, but they did have a few injuries, so uh, we might see a surprising effort by the Chargers for sure.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're going to have a pretty young team. Of course, you have Justin Herbert at quarterback, and then they drafted a lot of young pieces, both on the offensive line and on the defense. So um, definitely, they're going to be a stronger team than last year. How strong? We don't know. But yeah, I think a match with Cleveland is definitely going to be a good game.
1: Yeah, I guess this will be another game where uh, we'll see how um, strong the Browns' defense is. I think that's kind of... Uh, Another question, especially at linebacker and a
0: corner. Yeah, for sure. And a game I'm looking forward to here, Sunday night, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs rematch of the AFC Championship. Uh, So definitely something. So it's definitely a game that should be uh, a really good, uh, hopefully back and forth game.
1: Yeah, I guess now we'll see how strong the Bills um, are offensive line really is especially against a team like the Chiefs
0: yeah for sure and any other games on the slate that you really like here
1: um I guess just taking a look I guess maybe the Dolphins versus the Bucks
0: yeah I mean Tom Brady's pretty much dominated the Dolphins his entire career but this Dolphins team's looking pretty good like I can definitely agree with that yeah,
1: I think the Dolphins might be able to sneak into the playoffs this year.
0: I mean, they had 10 wins last year, and they still didn't get in. So uh, the AFC is really becoming a lot stronger over these past few years. Yeah, but so have the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely make a case for that. And then just looking at week six here, the uh, your Cleveland Browns are up against the Arizona Cardinals. That's definitely a big matchup. Um, the Cardinals can, I mean, they can go back and forth with pretty much every other team. The Cardinals also beefed up their defense guys like JJ Watt and so on. So what do you think about this matchup?
1: Um, I think it's going to be a tough matchup actually, because the Cardinals, um, like they're not, um, underrated, but I feel like they're a little bit, um, over overlooked. So you can, always you can always like um i think for the cardinals you can't really like underestimate them there's always a chance that um they'll go off so the browns need to bring their a game again
0: yeah for sure i definitely agree with that and um i wish Matty was here to talk about this but uh dallas cowboys at new england patriots that's definitely going to be a big game um i know dallas uh assuming they're healthy they usually bring their a game uh whether it's garbage time, Dak, or whatever. I mean, they're always keeping the game close. Uh, so definitely, even if uh, the Patriots are winning the game, Dallas will really try and come back to try and get the win. I feel like that, that game will be pretty close.
1: Yeah, with Dak Prescott on the Dallas Cowboys, you can't really count them out. I remember, I think there was a game um, last season with Dallas against Atlanta where... Uh, it was just pretty much a garbage time at that point. And then Dak Prescott just managed to uh, come back and the Cowboys were able to beat the Falcons, I think. So that's kind of the origin of garbage time, Dak.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, just looking at a game that I really like on the slate, it's the Kansas city chiefs at the Washington football team. I definitely want to see if the football team can sort of put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Cause I know they have a really solid defense So I want to see how Patrick Mahomes does in this matchup, whether it would be an easy win for the Chiefs or whether Washington actually makes it a a good game.
1: Yeah, I mean, Washington had one of the best defenses um, in the league last year. So it'll definitely be interesting to see um, how well their defense holds up against an offense like the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, for sure. And any other games that you like here on the slate for uh, Week 6?
1: I guess just taking a look... Um, I guess an interesting game would be the Seahawks versus the Steelers.
0: Uh, what do you like about this game?
1: Um, I, I guess in terms of uh, name value, it would be like Russell Wilson versus uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And I guess just assuming that the Steelers are somewhat comparable to last season, we might uh, see kind of a strong Steelers team against a strong Seahawks
0: team. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. Um, It'll it'll probably be a pretty high-scoring game. Like, I know most Seahawks games are. Like, Russell Wilson can go back and forth with pretty much any other quarterback in the league. And we know how well Roethlisberger played last year. He had over 500 yards against Cleveland in the playoffs. So, I mean, this guy can sling the ball even at his age. So, definitely be a good matchup to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things to kind of look for is – how well the Seahawks' defense is this year and how well the offensive line, the Steelers, will be.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely looking at Week 7. The Thursday night matchup is the Denver Broncos at the Cleveland Browns. What do you like about this matchup?
1: Um, I mean, hopefully the Browns' um, defense will be able to um match up with the Broncos offense and have a lot of success so I think the Broncos they're a little bit overlooked in terms of offense so hopefully they don't bring their a game on offense
0: yeah for sure and then just looking at other games on the slate I believe oh no New England does have a game here uh it's against the New York Jets um yeah, like I mentioned with the last Jets game, we will definitely have to see if the Jets are a better team this year.
1: Yeah, I think this is another uh, big opportunity for them to prove, especially with all the players that they drafted.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then uh, just looking at another game that I really like here on the slate um There's a Monday night football game here, the New Orleans Saints against the Seattle Seahawks. I definitely think that these two teams will be in the mix for playoff positions this coming season. So definitely two high-powered teams. We'll see how good the Saints' offense is, but their defense is always solid. And then we know how good the Seahawks are as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can... Uh, quite count out the Saints this year Um, they still have a lot of strong players on that team so it'll definitely be a good game
0: yeah for sure and are there any games just by looking at the slate that you really like for week seven um I guess
1: maybe the Atlanta Falcons versus the Dolphins um I think it'll be another high scoring game assuming that Julio is healthy
0: yeah, for sure. These This Falcons team will really go at it with pretty much every team in the league. Uh, I don't know how good the record will be, but they'll definitely be keeping games pretty close because of their offense. Yeah, for sure. Well, I forgot to mention this week we have the De- Detroit Lions against the L.A. Rams. The two quarterbacks that were traded for each other, Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, will be facing each other. So that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess it'll we'll be able to see how um, each player does on the opposite team with, uh, I guess, a reversed lineup.
0: It's gonna be tough for Jared Goff with this Lions team. I'm just telling you that Rams team he was with was a lot more solid.
1: Yeah, I guess Stafford is gonna have a much easier time than Goff. Goff is gonna have to play his smartest football.
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And um, just looking at week eight here, Cleveland Browns against Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think about this game?
1: Um, I guess this will be an interesting game for sure. It'll be kind of, uh, I guess, a playoff rematch from the Steelers versus the Browns. Um, I guess Steelers fans weren't really happy about the playoff results. So um, we might see a revenge game from the Steelers. But Hopefully the Browns will be able to hold the Steelers off.
0: Yeah, for sure. And just looking at the Patriots here, they're facing the LA Chargers. I don't know if you remember last season, the 45 to zero beatdown the Patriots gave to the Chargers. (laughs) That was a crazy game, but I definitely think the Chargers are a much better team this year and that's not going to happen. It'll definitely be a much closer game, but we'll definitely see how these two teams play against each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a revenge game for the Chargers as well.
0: Yeah, and that's not good for a Patriots team that needs every win that they could get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, just... we'll
1: see what Bill, Bill Belichick does.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, just looking at the slate here, there's a big game on the Sunday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. These games were always high-powered last season. Uh, these two teams are division rivals. They clearly don't like each other. They're definitely going to put up points on the board. Um, Bucks are defending champs. The Saints are defend- defending division champs. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be a really great matchup, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll be able to see how well uh, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston do against the Bucks.
0: Yeah, for sure. Whichever one does get the start. Or maybe both will be thrown in to a package we'll definitely have to see but um which matchup are you really looking forward to
1: um I guess the Dolphins versus the Bills that kind of stands out to me
0: um I know the Dolphins really got blown out by the Bills last game of the season do you think they'll fare better against them this year hopefully yeah um definitely be an exciting matchup for sure and then just moving to week nine, the New England Patriots up against the Carolina Panthers. This game is interesting because it's Cam Newton's first game back in Carolina. So definitely if he gets the start here, I mean, it is before the bye week. So um, it is possible that he will get the start. Um, Cause normally if they're going to switch quarterbacks, they do it over a bye week. So if the Patriots do want to switch to Mac Jones, um, or I think they will let Cam Newton play this game. And yeah, I think this game will be pretty close. Both teams have a pretty decent defense and an up-and-coming offense as well. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, I guess it'll be really interesting whether or not they go with uh, Mac Jones or a Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, I think that they they probably will let Cam Newton start this game unless they've already given the starting job to Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, I guess on the other hand, it's kind of... Um, Like, if Mac Jones is getting the start for most games, this might be an opportunity to kind of um, see Mac Jones' progress.
0: Yeah, for sure. And speaking of progress, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, This could be a a build-up sort of for a great Ohio State rivalry between these two teams. What do you think?
1: I mean, hopefully... Hopefully, the Bengals can, um, I guess, I guess get their um, O-line down. I guess by this week, we'll probably know whether or or not the Bengals' um, O-line will be able to hold up against strong defenses like the Browns.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely a game the Browns will try and win. Um, any games that you like here on the slate that are, you're really just looking forward to? I
1: guess just um, taking a look, I guess, let uh, see, maybe the Bills versus the Jaguars. It'd be interesting to see how uh, well Trevor Lawrence has been holding up.
0: Yeah, for sure, against a Buffalo team that has a pretty young quarterback there as well. I think it definitely could be a back-and-forth game.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then a game I'm really looking forward to here, the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs, assuming it is Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, him and Patrick Mahomes going back and forth. Uh, I think that's a Super Bowl matchup a lot of people wanted to see last year, so we'll definitely get to see it in during the season.
1: Yeah, we could be seeing a preview of the Super Bowl this game.
0: Well, definitely, Green Bay will definitely have to get their team together Um, built nicely around Aaron Rodgers if they do want to make the Super Bowl this coming season but we'll definitely have to see so moving into week 10 here uh this is a game that I'm actually really looking forward to it's the Cleveland Browns against the New England Patriots so what do you think about this matchup
1: well it'll be interesting I feel like this is going to be another defense oriented game I guess the team with the better defense is probably going to win
0: yeah for sure um Definitely, uh, I want to see how the Patriots do, especially their young offensive line. It has gotten a lot better how they do against, like, a tough defensive line from the Browns. Um, And then definitely, whether it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones up against Baker, and then you've got different playmakers on both sides, definitely want to see how this matchup turns out.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I guess I'm kind of uh, curious about... um... Odell's performance, because Belichick, he's going to do some uh, crazy schemes. So it's going to be really hard for Odell to, um, I guess, uh, get open. So we're, we're going to probably see how well he plays when people put some crazy schemes
0: on him. I know they say that um, when you face the Patriots, Bill Belichick finds out what you do best and he takes it away. So you have to beat him shorthanded pretty much. So, um, yeah, if Odell Beckham is really the one that's really producing for them in the season, then Belichick will make sure that he takes that away from the Browns so that they have to look to other sources to find ways to score.
1: Yeah, hopefully, um, I guess Odell's presence will open up um, other opportunities on the field. But um, against Belichick, um, nothing's really
0: guaranteed. Assuming Stefan Gilmore is still on this Patriots roster, he's pretty much going to be on Odell the entire game. We already know this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting, um, I guess, uh, matchup between Stefan Gilmore and Odell. So I feel like this is going to be um, Odell's, I guess, prove it year. We'll probably talk about that a little bit later with the wide receivers, but yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then a game I'm really looking forward to here is the Monday night game, LA Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. It's a divisional game. Uh, these are two tough defenses. These are two good teams. This is going to be a back and forth game. It might even be a low scoring game. So definitely something to look out for. Um, yeah, the both the Rams and the 49ers will be battling for a playoff spot in that division, I believe. So it's definitely going to be a must watch game.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think the 49ers, they have a really good defense as well. I think they're one of the best defensive teams in their division, if not the entire conference. And it'll be an interesting test for Matthew Stafford, for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And any other games you like on the slate?
1: Um, I guess maybe the Seahawks versus the Packers. It'll be interesting to see Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers again.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely a good matchup. Uh, These two teams usually go back and forth when they face each other on the field, so it'll definitely be an exciting matchup. Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at Week 11, on the Thursday, you have a Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago, the New England Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons. So definitely going to be an interesting game. Uh, I know for Falcons fans, maybe not as much, but as a Patriots fan, I'm pretty confident that we can win that game.
1: Well, there's a chance that 28-3 happens again, so that'd be bad for the Falcons. <laughs> well, I but mean, I
0: <laughs> no Tom Brady unless Mac Jones does it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, uh, this year the Falcons will be able to bring their A game as well. I know uh, Matthew Stafford he had a rough season last year, but hopefully this year he'll be, he'll be able to be more competitive.
0: I think you mean Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan, my bad. Yeah, no worries. And um, speaking of Matthew Stafford's old team, the Detroit Lions, they're facing the Cleveland Browns uh, this coming uh, or on this uh, week schedule, uh, week eleven. So, I mean, this might be a trap game, low key. I feel like that Cleveland should win this game, but then you know, there's always those trap games. The Texans is one of the trap games, and this is probably another one.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing about like low, um, ranked teams is that, uh, there's a chance that you think because they're um bad or whatever you don't have to play your best, but then that's usually when you lose. So, you have to bring your A game every week, basically.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess just looking at a game that I'm looking forward to on this slate, uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys against the the kansas city chiefs and i mean this is going to be as high scoring as it's going to get probably the most these teams could break the record for the most points in one game with how much these two teams score i don't know what you think about that
1: what if we see like two 50 point games from each team
0: yeah you know what i'm saying like that's crazy
1: i don't know how either team is going to stop each other either it's going to be really tough
0: I mean, who stops garbage time? Dak, no one. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to be a crazy game. Um, and yeah, any other games you like here on the slate?
1: Um, I guess just kind of taking a look at it. I guess, uh, what do you think about the Colts versus the Bills?
0: Oh, that's that game's fantastic. That's a rematch of the first round of the AFC playoffs last year. Um, definitely I think the Colts have improved. I don't know how much the Bills have improved. So this might be as even as it gets between these two teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, if the Colts were able to go almost even with the Bills last season, imagine um, this game, the Colts might actually come up on top and pull an upset.
0: Yeah, that's definitely possible. I like their possibilities there. And then just moving to week 12 here, Um, We have the Tennessee Titans at the New England Patriots. Obviously being able to stop Derrick Henry is always something that's difficult. So hopefully the Patriots can get that done. Um, That's going to be a tough matchup either way, because Titans have always been a tough team.
1: Yeah. It's always, if you can stop Derrick Henry, then you can win, but how do you stop Derrick Henry?
0: Pretty much. That's definitely the case. And, Looking at Cleveland's game, this is a game that was really intense last year. The Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens. What do you think about this?
1: Uh, last year, it literally came uh, down to the wire. The Ravens were able to edge out the win, but Justin I mean, Tucker. hopefully the Browns can edge out the win this time, but against the Ravens, it's always tough. They're like divisional rivals at this point. So,
0: Wait, isn't Cody Parkey the kicker for Cleveland? Yeah, <laughs> yo, this guy needs to start making some clutch kicks because yo, when you have Justin Tucker on one side and Cody Parkey on the other side, bro, man, that I don't know about that matchup, but yeah, uh, Cleveland's definitely going to be improved this year, so I'll we'll have to see. Um, and then I guess a matchup I'd be looking forward to um, on this slate here is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Indianapolis Colts, that's definitely going to be. A great matchup you got um, a really good Colts team against a Super Bowl champions Bucks team Tom Brady against Carson Wentz two solid defenses that game could go pretty much any any way you know what I'm saying
1: I mean Brady and Wentz I think they faced each other at the playoffs if I'm not mistaken so it'll be interesting
0: Well, I mean, Brady did face the Eagles, but Wentz wasn't healthy, so they kind of faced, if you know what I mean. But uh, I think this will definitely be the first time they actually have gone head-to-head, so it'll be a great matchup for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then any other games you like here on the slate there for Week 12? I kind of
1: like um, the Bills versus the Saints. Um, It'll be interesting to see, I guess, how Josh Allen performs against a defense like the Saints that are good every year. And it'll, again, be good to see how well the Saints play against the Bills with Taysom Hill and Winston.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just moving into week 13, I believe Cleveland has their bye here. Um, the Patriots on the Monday are facing the Buffalo Bills. This is always a heated matchup between these two teams. The first matchup last season came down to the final play of the game. Cam Newton was about to score the touchdown and then he just fumbles the ball and gives Buffalo the win. And then Buffalo pretty much edged out the Patriots in the, the next game after that. So definitely a must watch game on the Monday, a lot of eyes will be on that game for sure. So I, I definitely think the Patriots are better this year and they definitely have a chance.
1: Yeah. Hopefully they don't fumble the ball again.
0: Yeah, for sure. We definitely don't want that. Um, and then any other games you're looking forward to?
1: Um, I guess maybe the Ravens versus the Steelers. Again, I guess another divisional um, rivalry. Uh, again, like the Ravens are trying to prove that they're the best team in their division. So they're definitely going to be bringing their A game against the Steelers.
0: Another divisional rivalry I love here is the 49ers at Seahawks. Again, these two teams are going to be battling, might even be battling for the divisional title. So these, like we said, these games are always back and forth. They're high scoring. I mean, you pair these two teams, the game's always amazing. It's going to be Sunday night football, so definitely it's must watch.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then moving into week 14, um, just taking a look at the schedule here. um, New England Patriots have their bye this week. So looking at the Cleveland Browns rematch with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Cleveland's home this game. I think they really need to win this.
1: Yeah, they got to be able to get a win at home, especially if they don't manage to get um, an away game win.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at some other potential great matchups here. Um, We have the Buffalo Bills against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know Brady's owned the Bills with his entire time being in New England. So um, can he beat them in Tampa Bay? That's the question.
1: Well, I guess we'll be able to see. I mean, they definitely have a chance with all the players on Tampa Bay. So I feel like it's kind of... Um, on the Bills a little bit to kind of see how well they do against a team like Tampa Bay.
0: And any other games you really like here on the slate?
1: Um, I guess just taking a look at it. um, hmm, I guess maybe Jaguars versus Titans. Um, It'll be interesting to kind of see how Trevor Lawrence does against the Titans. So uh, That'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, that's a divisional matchup, actually. So we'll definitely see what position the Jaguars are in. Um, They might not have a lot of wins, but then they might surprise everyone and get a a lot of wins. So uh, this Jaguars team is pretty much a mixed bag at this point. We don't know what we're going to get. So definitely, uh, we got to see how that game goes. I feel like it'll still be pretty exciting. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, I think, the best quarterback um, in the draft this year. So uh, we'll definitely see a show.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at uh, week fifteen here, um, Cleveland Browns uh, facing the uh, Vegas Raiders. Um, I mean, Cleveland should win this game, but the Raiders can't put up points on the board. So, what do you think about this?
1: Um, I think that the Raiders. I think they'll they might be able to scare some teams this year. Um, how many upsets they'll be able to pull? I'm not really sure, um, but. Again, hopefully the Browns can kind of not get in a, um, upset at this game.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at two teams I really like watching, both the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts are facing each other this season. Um, it's going to be a game I'm definitely going to be watching. And yeah, they're, both teams have definitely gotten better over the off season, so I definitely really like watching this game.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then, I guess, uh, a matchup that I really like, obviously, the Saints against the Bucs. Again, like we mentioned, these two teams, explosive. It's a divisional matchup. One's a Super Bowl champion. One's a divisional champion. So, definitely, um, yeah, these two teams are going to pretty much battle it out. And, I mean, the Saints did get the best of the Bucs last season. So, we'll definitely see if the Bucs can play better this year. Yeah, for sure. And then, any games on the slate
1: that you really like? There's a few actually. Um, There's Packers versus Ravens. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. Aaron Rodgers versus Lamar Jackson. Uh, There's Falcons versus 49ers. I guess we'll see how well uh, an offense like the Falcons holds up against a defense like the 49ers. And then there's Seahawks versus Rams, which I think is going to be really good as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a divisional matchup. So those games are always, I mean, the the Rams are always frustrating Wilson on the field. I know we saw it last season. Uh, So definitely um, a solid offense against a solid defense. We'll definitely have to see. Yeah, for sure. And then moving on to week 16 here, uh, the Christmas game is Cleveland against Green Bay. So what do you think about this game? I
1: mean, this is going to be like another test for the Browns because the the Packers are basically a deep playoff team, potentially Super Bowl contenders. So um, how well they do against the Packers might uh, more or less be kind of a litmus test to how far they can make it in the playoffs
0: yeah for sure and then the boxing day game is buffalo bills at new england patriots so definitely a big matchup there this time in new england so definitely a game that i think that the patriots need to win being at home this is their divisional rival so they definitely need to put their foot down in this game yeah for sure <laughs> And then just looking at other matchups here, um, just looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like that that's going to be a really good game. Um, Both of these two teams had really stellar records at the end of the regular season last year, so I think that both of them are going to be pretty solid this year.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, I guess... I guess because the Chiefs, their their defense is kind of un- underrated for how good it is, as weird it is, as it is to say. So um, it'll be interesting to see how well the Steelers' offense holds up against that, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then any games that you really like on the slate? Um, I guess just kind
1: of taking a look at it. Um, I kind of like the Colts versus the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, that could be a back-and-forth game. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the Cardinals are an overlooked team again, so they could definitely put up a fight against the Colts.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then moving into week 17, New England Patriots against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If Mac Jones is starting by that game, it'll be Mac Jones against Trevor Lawrence. So pretty big matchup there. Um, and then just looking at the Cleveland Browns, they are on Monday night football. They're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. This is pretty much exactly like the playoff game. So what do you think about this matchup?
1: Well, I mean, hopefully this, the uh, Browns bring their a game. Um, like you said, it's pretty much going to be another rematch of the playoffs. So, um, we'll, we'll see how well these two teams do against each other.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at the remaining portion of the slate, um, I like the Minnesota Vikings against the Green Bay Packers. I think these two division rivals will go at it. And assuming Aaron Rodgers is there, he loves playing the Vikings. The games are electric. I know Adam Thielen recently talked about how he doesn't like the Packers. So, I mean, these two teams, they're rivals. There's nothing much more to say. They could be battling it out for the division uh, title at this point. You never know. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a solid matchup.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, Minnesota might be a team that kind of flies under the radar. Um, I think last season was pretty rough, but um, hopefully this season they'll be able to improve and they might pull pull off a crazy game against uh, the Packers.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, what do you think about the rest of the slate? Is there anything you really like on here?
1: Um. There's a couple of games. I like Rams versus Ravens, and I like Falcons versus Bills.
0: Yeah, for sure. Falcons and Bills. This game could go back and forth as well. Uh, Two pretty high-powered offenses, so we'll definitely um, be checking out that game for sure.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll see a lot of um, Julio Jones, a lot of Calvin Ridley. Um, And I guess for the Bills... We'll see the Josh Allen show again.
0: Yeah, I mean, Stefan Diggs is pretty much primary target, so we'll definitely have to see um, how he does in that game as well. And then just moving into the final week of the season, week 18, you got the New England Patriots against the Miami Dolphins, so it's a rematch of the week one matchup. Definitely could come down to a, a final wildcard spot maybe, so um, you never know. Or it could even come down to a division title. We don't know how – too good these two teams are going to be playing. So definitely an exciting matchup.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is going to be like another you got to bring your A game kind of game for these two teams.
0: Yeah, loads of division matchups in this week. We got the Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. If the Cleveland Browns are going for the divisional title, this is a must-win game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, especially... Um, This game with uh, the Bengals, you can't lose to a divisional team.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then um, just looking at some of the other divisional matchups here, um, there's some pretty good games. Um, You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be pretty intense. Um, That also could be for a divisional title. We don't know how close these teams are going to be. They could be battling for wildcard spots. One of them could cost another one, a wild card spot. so definitely a game to look out for in any any game you like here on the slate.
1: Um I guess just kind of uh, taking a look at it. Um, I kind of like the there's a couple of games actually. There's the Saints versus the Falcons. There's 49ers versus Rams. Uh, Seahawks versus Cardinals again. I feel like this yeah. is a good week
0: crazy the Seahawks versus the Cardinals those games were high flying last year I remember watching a lot of them there was one on Thursday night football where those teams just went back and forth with each other I believe the Seahawks pulled out the game but it was crazy so Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson they can run around they can sling the ball they can they have receivers you know you got Metcalf you got Hopkins you got guys on both sides that can catch the ball it's going to be a really good game between those two.
1: Yeah, for sure. We might see another game where it's like they both score 30 or something.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's pretty much our outlook on the schedule for the 2021 season. Well, I think we covered uh, most of the games that we should be covering. So now let's just move into our top 24 wide receivers for half point PPR for 2021 fantasy. Um. So, Nate, I'm going to start with you. Um. Give me your... I guess, yeah, give me your top three receivers and just tell me sort of why you have them in those spots.
1: Um, I guess uh, for number one, I put Devontae Adams. Number two, I put Tyreek Hill. And number three, I put Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm kind of just assuming that Aaron Rodgers decides to stay with the Packers at least for one more year for the fans and for the players as well. Um, If he does decide to stay, then I think Devontae Adams is going to make another um, repeat of his previous season. I think last season he got um, 21.5 fantasy points per game. So we might see another uh, season like that for Devontae Adams. And I guess for Tyreek Hill, um, it's basically the Chiefs and Hill is one of the best wide receivers in the league in my mind. And it's Kind of the same for Stefan Diggs. I think he got the most reception yards for any position in 2020. So we might see something similar uh for Stephon Diggs.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um looking at my top three, I have Devontae Adams at number one. Uh, like you said, yeah, for sure he'll he'll be the top receiver going into the season, as assuming Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. And then we have Tyreek Hill at number two. I feel like with guys like Sammy Watkins leaving the team, it opens up more targets for Tyreek Hill. He already finished as like a top five receiver last year. So there's a lot of room for improvement for Tyreek Hill. And then number three, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, some people like Stefan Diggs higher, like I know you do, but I like Hopkins because I know he was limited in his upside because of injuries last year. But this guy was putting up like monster point totals when he did play. I feel like he can definitely, like he has the talent to be a, a high-end receiver. So I feel like in a draft, I might have Hopkins a little bit higher. Obviously, they both have solid quarterbacks throwing to them. But yeah, those are my top three. So um, what about your next three?
1: For my next three, um, I guess I put uh, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and DK Metcalf. Um, I think for uh, Calvin Ridley, I guess even though Julio Jones is coming back, I feel like uh, Calvin Ridley really, really stepped up. And um, I guess the presence of Julio Jones gives Calvin Ridley um, even more, I guess, more chances for to make big catches. So... Um, It'll be interesting to see um, how well Calvin Ridley does. And then I put DeAndre Hopkins at five. Um, Like you said, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a lot of potential this uh, season. I don't think there's a reason why he should be outside of the top five. And I guess DK uh, Metcalf, a really good season uh, last year with the Seahawks. So um, hopefully he'll be able to make a repeat of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm actually surprised with how high you are on Calvin Ridley. I know he had a great season last year. Um, I know I'm just not completely sold on the fact that there's going to be a lot of targets. I mean, if Atlanta is trailing in every game, then maybe that might open up targets for him. But if they do become a better team, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, for some reason, if Julio Jones ever goes down or the tight end they drafted Kyle Pitts um, isn't ready or whatever, then Um, I mean, Calvin Ridley could be like a top three receiver next year, but I guess we'll definitely have to see.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then just looking at my next three at number four, I have Stefan Diggs. I mean, his production last year with Josh Allen pretty much didn't rival anyone in terms of a quarterback to wide receiver connection. I know Josh Allen finished as one of the better quarterbacks, so I like Stefan Diggs. And then uh, moving to number five, I have DK Metcalf. And the reason I have Metcalf there, I feel like his ceiling is just enormous. I know people have even compared him to Calvin Johnson. I wouldn't go so far yet. But, I mean, he does have a lot of amazing physical traits, the way he can go up and get the ball. He always finds ways to get open as well, and people just can't bring him down. So I feel like that that just translates into fantasy points right there. Um, And then number six, I have A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. They don't have any other receiving options worth noting in my mind as of yet. So he's going to be getting the ball, and he's going to be getting the ball a lot. So he needs to be a top six receiver. I wanted to move him into fifth, but I couldn't put him over Metcalf. But yeah, A.J. Brown, if you draft him, he's going to be getting a lot of targets, and that's what you look for in wide receivers. Yeah, for sure. And then for your next three.
1: For my next three, um, I have uh, Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, and Justin uh, Jefferson. Um, I mean, the the Saints, they did lose Drew Brees, but uh, Michael's Thomas is still a really good wide receiver. They still have Taysom Hill, and they still have um, Winston. Um, they're still uh, really good quarterbacks, so I think Michael Thomas will still probably have a top uh, 10 wide receiver season. And um, for A.J. Brown, um, like you said, he is probably the best wide receiver in ten- in Tennessee. I think the only thing that's really kind of capping his upside is that the focal point of the Titans is Derrick Henry. So we might see a lot of snaps where um, we see Derrick Henry punching holes through lines and getting first down a lot of plays. So. If Derrick Henry ends up being really dominant, that might hurt A.J. Brown a little bit, but I don't think to the point of him being outside the top 10. And uh, Justin Jefferson, um, he had a really good season last year. I think he got 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. So um, again, it's kind of similar to A.J. Brown with uh, Dalvin Cook being the focal point of the offense, but... Uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson had a really good catch rate at 70%, so he's really uh, making the most out of um, all his targets, so I think he is another potential top 10.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I'm just looking at my 7 tonight. I have Calvin Ridley at number 7, I already expressed my concerns with him being in the top 5 just because Julio Jones is there, they drafted Kyle Pitts to play tight end. Um, assuming that Atlanta plays at like a Dallas Cowboys-esque pace the way they played early last season, it is possible for Ridley to be a top five wide receiver. I'm not discrediting him, but I feel like the paths for the players that I have above him are a little bit more clear than Calvin Ridley's. Um, I mean, when you have Julio Jones on the field in a contested catch situation, you're going to throw to Julio Jones instead of Calvin Ridley, right? So um, if Julio Jones is not healthy, on the other hand, that definitely opens up more opportunities for Ridley. But I think number seven is more of a conservative spot where I have him. And then number eight, I have Michael Thomas. I couldn't put him any lower than eight because two years ago, he was the number one wide receiver. Um, he can definitely get there. Um, he just needs more targets this coming year. He needs to stay healthy as well. And if he does, I feel like Michael Thomas should slide right into that top 10. And then at number nine, I have Alan Robinson. Um, Andy Dalton should be feeding him the ball this year. He is the number one receiver in Chicago. If Justin Fields does get, Uh, On the football field this year, um, I think that him and Allen Robinson could have a great connection. Robinson could be that security blanket where he might want to throw to. So, yeah, um, Allen Robinson's been a solid producer in fantasy, no matter who his quarterback is. I mean, the guy had a 1500 yard season with Blake Bortles. I mean, this guy can do it with anyone. Like, let's just be real. (laughs) So, yeah, those are my uh, next three. And then let's move in year 10 to 12.
1: So I guess for 10 to 12, I have Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, and uh, Mike Evans. Uh, For Julio, um, I think he's definitely a top 10 wide receiver. He's potentially a top five wide receiver, depending on how well he does this season. Um, I guess him and Ridley will be splitting targets. So there's a chance that Julio ends up getting more targets with Ridley. In that case, he's really high up in the top 10 lists as he is uh, a security blanket for um, Matt Ryan and I guess for number 11 I put um, Keenan Allen um I think if he's uh, fully if he's fully healthy and Justin Herbert is fully healthy then I think the Chargers they should definitely be able to make a splash this season and I kind of uh, like Keenan Allen at 11. And for twelve, um, I put Mike Evans there because he's playing with Tom, Tom Brady. Um, he is sharing targets with other elite wide receivers as well, but Mike Evans was still able to get uh, 1,000 yards with 13 touchdowns. So I think uh, we might see kind of a similar game again this season.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then just moving into my 10 to 12, I have Keenan Allen at number 10. The reason I have him there is because this guy soaks up targets. He's the number one receiver in the Chargers scheme. Uh, This is half-point PPR, so um, catches do count a little bit. So definitely a guy like Keenan Allen playing out of the slot Um, definitely improves his fantasy value just because of the amount of passes he can catch in a game. I mean, this guy can catch 10 or 11 passes in a game, no problem. That's what, like five and a half, six points right there? Um, added on to whatever yardage and touchdowns he gets. So that's production. So can't discount that. Um, At number 11, I have Julio Jones. I wanted him in my top 10, but um, his ranking is sort of capped by his injury history from last season. If he can improve that, like you mentioned, he can be a top five wide receiver. Um, We don't know where him and Calvin Ridley are going to be. So um, they could pretty much swap. So you're pretty much getting Julio Jones at a better value, in my opinion. Um, going into the fantasy draft. So I feel like Calvin Ridley, because he was undervalued last season um, and everyone took Julio Jones early. I feel like it's the opposite this season. Everyone's going to take Calvin Ridley early and then you'll get value out of Julio Jones most likely. So I have him at number 11. He could definitely be in in my top 10, no question. And then number 12, I have Justin Jefferson. Um, A lot of people are higher than him. Nate, I know you are. I have him at number 12 because I expect some rookie regression. Um, I also expect the Vikings not to be playing from behind as much this coming season. Their defense should be a bit better. They, of course, are running their offense through Dalvin Cook, as we know. Um, And when they were playing from behind, that's when Jefferson really got a lot of his yardage, a lot of his um, scoring. So definitely... um, I think that he'll have some regression. He probably won't have a lot. I mean, he's still in wide receiver one territory. He's in my top 12. Yeah, that's one thing that um, I should make clear. The top 12 is sort of guys we refer to as wide receiver ones. And then top 24 is guys we refer to as wide receiver twos. So um, you you should pretty much target at least one wide receiver one in your draft and one wide receiver two so that your wide outs are, are sort of balanced. And obviously, you got to mix running backs in there. So... I just wanted to make that note. But we'll go to your first group of wide receiver twos, um, the 13 to 15.
1: Uh, for 13 to 15, I put Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, and Alan Robinson. Um, Terry, Terry McLaurin, I think he has uh, the highest ceiling out of all the wide receiver twos. Um, he did get 12 fantasy points per game playing with Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith had an injury and... Dwayne Haskins didn't really pan out for Washington, but uh, Terry McLaurin still had a really good game. He had a, I mean, a really good season. He had 134 targets. He had uh, over 1000 total yards and his catch rate is the same as Tyree kills at 64%. And I think the thing that was holding him back was that he didn't get enough touchdowns. He only got four, but He's playing with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I think is a lot more consistent than Dwayne Haskins. We saw him with the Miami Dolphins this year. He uh, really he did really well with the Dolphins. So um, I think the o- only thing really holding McLaurin back is how many touchdowns will he get? Uh, will he be a wide receiver that kind of gets a team down the field? Uh, mostly in that case, then um, he might get less. Uh, touchdowns than, I guess, the wide receiver ones, but I don't think he's getting only four. He's going to get at least five or higher, I think. And I guess uh, Chris Godwin, um, I think his uh, peak was 16.6 fantasy points per game less. I mean, in uh, I think in previous seasons, but I'm not sure if he'll get 16. He'll probably be in between that and it's kind of similar to Mike Evans that um, they're kind of um, sharing catches. A lot of uh, wide receivers on Tampa Bay are going to be sharing targets. So um, we'll kind of have to see how well Chris Godwin does. And for Allen Robinson, I was just kind of um, low with him, even though he has a really high uh, ceiling as well. I think his peak was 16.5 fantasy points per game in 2015 with the Jaguars. So, Um, He has a lot of uh, potential value, but I'm just not sure how high he'll be able to go with um, Andy Dalton. Not that Andy Dalton is bad or anything. I'm just not sure about their, um, I guess, ceiling together. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess looking at early uh, wide receiver twos in the 13 to 15, I'm looking for guys that could potentially be top 12 receivers And then you can get them outside of the top 12. So um, in number 13, I also have Terry McLaurin. He's, like you mentioned, is playing with Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. That guy loves to sling the ball. Uh, There's going to be a lot of targets available for McLaurin and the other receivers on that team. So I think McLaurin can definitely improve on last season. He's definitely a guy I could see moving into the top 12. number 14, I have Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like if Dak Prescott's fully healthy this season, there's going to be plenty of targets available. And with Amari Cooper's talent, he can definitely move himself into the top 12. I know people have criticized him for being inconsistent. Uh, That had been the case going into last season, but last season his consistency rate improved. So he's definitely a guy that you can safely pick as an early round wide receiver to and expect potential wide receiver one numbers. And then just looking at number 15, I have Chris Godwin. He's another guy that could be in the top 12 because the amount of targets he could soak up down the middle. Um, He had a breakout season two years ago. He had a pretty good season last year. And I feel like he can definitely improve being more familiar with Tom Brady heading into this season. So um, I have Chris Godwin at number 15. And who are your 16 to eighteen?
1: Uh, I guess for 16 to 18, um, I have Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, and um, Adam Thielen. Um, for Amari Cooper, um, I, he has a lot of uh, potential to, I guess, be, to do really well this season with Dak Prescott coming back. Um, I'm just not sure how well he will do compared to, I guess, 13 to 15, but he definitely has a chance to be Potentially top 12, if not just outside of it. And for uh, Robert Woods, um, I think his peak was uh, 13.9 fantasy points per game in 2018. And I I think last season he got 12.5 fantasy points per game. But uh, with Matthew Stafford coming to the Rams, um, he should definitely be getting a lot of... um, there should be a big improvement in terms of fantasy points per game. I think he might actually be able to surpass his peak. And for, I guess, for Adam Thielen, um, even though his ceiling is really low, I feel like he's a pretty consistent wide receiver. And he got 14.5 fantasy points per game. So he should be getting somewhere um, around that. Maybe not exactly 14.5, but somewhere in like the 14 range. So um, that's why I put Adam Thielen as 18
0: yeah for sure um my 16 to 18 i also have robert woods in there um he's just so consistent um he doesn't really have those peak games but he doesn't really have those down games either so you're getting a guy he's just like plug and play every week pretty much um he still puts up solid numbers um so i have him at 16 i have mike evans at 17 he's pretty much the opposite of that he's pretty much boomer bust like he'll go for like 150 yards and three touchdowns one week and then like all zeros the next week i'm pretty sure that happened this year at least once in fantasy like he pretty much didn't do anything or he'll go for like 150 yards and no touchdowns and he'll go for like two yards and three touchdowns or something like like his stat lines are all over the place you just don't know what you're going to get with him he, he did have over a 1,000 yards this year, like you mentioned, so I can't really put him any lower than that because you are getting production from him. He's pretty much a middle-of-the-pack wide receiver, too, in my mind. And then number 18, I have C.D. Lamb from the Dallas Cowboys. I know I might be higher on him than other people, but this guy with Prescott in the lineup was a top 12 wide receiver last season. So if Prescott is fully healthy, this guy has the chance to get close to that, if not inside the top 12. So you're really taking a swing at this guy but it's definitely something that could be worth doing so i have cd lamb at number 18.
1: i guess for um 19 to 21 i have i actually have cd lamb i've uh, kenny galladay at 20 and, and dj Moore at 21. um i think uh, 19 is probably going to be cd lamb's floor i guess um this is just kind of um where I see CD, uh Lamb this season. Um, he did play without Dak Pres- Prescott. Um, they were playing with Andy Dalton. So he'd only got 10.9 fantasy points per game, but at the same time, he only got 13 starts and he was playing with um, Andy Dalton. So he should be able to um, break 20- 12 fantasy points per game. He might be able to break 13. So, Again, he does have a pretty high season. I mean, a pretty high ceiling this season. But um, I guess just for uh, to put, I guess just to kind of establish his floor, it should be around 19. And I guess for number 20, I have um, Kenny Galladay. Um, I guess last season he got 11.2 fantasy points per game, and his peak was 13.5 fantasy points per game. I think um, if Daniel Jones is fully healthy, it should be around 13.5 fantasy points per game, especially considering that he got 11.2 fantasy points per game only playing five games last season. I think he was injured. So hopefully um, if he's fully healthy, he should be able to have a really good season. And uh, I guess for DJ Moore, um, his highest was 12.5 fantasy points per game and he got 11.9 last season so hopefully uh, Sam Darnold being on the Panthers should give DJ uh, more a boost
0: yeah for sure and i um, just looking at my next three uh, number 19 I have DJ more um, I feel like that um, I guess just with him you know being a, a wide receiver in this system I feel like he's going to be the kind of guy that Sam Darnold sort of locks on to early in the season, whether he's out of the slot or he's um, along the verticals. Um, yeah. This is a guy that sort of w- we expected a breakout season from him last year. It didn't happen with Teddy at quarterback. I feel like Sam Darnold could throw the ball a lot more. So you can definitely see an opening for DJ Moore. I can't put him any higher than that because I don't know how well he's going to play with Sam Darnold. So he's sort of a, um, Mid to late wide receiver two. Then at number 20, I have Deontay Johnson. This guy was getting like around 10 targets a game last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know he had some crucial drops, so that really hurt his value. But if he didn't drop a lot of those passes, he'd be close to the top 12 in my mind. So he's definitely a guy that's going to be getting the targets in Pittsburgh. He's the wide receiver one there. Um, Even though Juju Smith-Schuster is coming back, even though they have Chase Claypool, those guys don't soak up as many targets as Deontay Johnson does. And this guy can also create after the catch. So they'll throw it to him in a screen and he'll be able to convert first downs. He can convert deep downfield. He can pretty much do anything as a receiver. He's a great route runner as well. So he's definitely a guy that, you know, maybe you take some running backs early and then he's a guy you can sort of fall back on if you don't get a, a solid second receiver like an early round wide receiver too. You can sort of grab him a bit later to be your second wide receiver. And I think you'd be pretty satisfied with him. Then at number 21, I have Adam Thielen. The reason I dropped him low is because I feel like there's going to be a regression for Vikings wideouts. I mentioned that with Justin Jefferson. I feel like that this team, the better they get, the more they're going to commit to the run. That's how this team wins. So if they're not playing from behind as much, that lowers both Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen ceilings. Definitely, could they finish in the top 12? Jefferson could. Thielen might be close to it, but I don't think he will. So uh, I do have him at 21. Could he be higher? Yeah, maybe, but that's sort of where I have him. And then I'll just get to you for your last three.
1: I guess for my last three, I have um, Odell, Cooper, Cup um, For 24, it was hard to pick because it was either between Deontay Johnson or Tyler Lockett. Um, I guess i'll start with Odell um he is arguably the most talented wide receiver on the browns and we haven't really seen his full potential yet i think the biggest questions kind of surrounding Odell is kind of his in- injury and kind of uh, team chemistry kind of uh thing uh, We'll have to see if Odell is fully healthy and if he's fully healthy how does um kind how is he gonna kind of perform because i guess, Uh, The season before where he was fully healthy, um, it looked like there were kind of chemistry issues, but they were playing with Freddie Kitchens before Kevin Stefanski. So that could be another factor, and another factor could be, um, I guess, Odell uh, playing with double and triple coverage a a lot is going to affect his performance, I guess, um, a lot of teams are gonna be assuming that odell's gonna be getting a lot of targets i think so um, he's gonna be fighting um a lot of uh, crazy schemes this season so he's gonna he's he might end up having kind of a tough time playing to his potential even though his potential is there his highest what I think fantasy points per game in half point PPR was 20.8, but he's never really been anywhere close, that, close to that. It's like he's been kind of slowly going down. So I think this year for Odell is kind of like a prove it year. And I think his value for fantasy is, um, is higher the lower that you um, draft him. So if you see Odell um, on, on the draft, try to get him as low as you can. In terms of talent, he's a top twelve wide wide receiver. But um, I guess just to kind of um, and just for insurance, you want to draft somebody before Odell and then draft them as low as you can. That way, if Odell has um, another really good season, um, you'll end up having two really good wide receivers instead of trying to reach for um, Odell based on his name. And I guess I put um, Cooper Cup. Um, here, I think I was actually debating, debating, whether to put him higher or not, but I decided to put him at 23. Um, his peak was about, I think 14 fantasy points per game, but I think he's kind of similar to Odell in that you want to, I guess, try to draft Cooper cup lower. And then he might end up having a really good season this year. And then you'll have, um, I guess, two really, uh, good wide receivers and then for, uh, I guess, Deontay Johnson and Tyler Lockett, I just kind of had a tough time, I guess, choosing between the two, uh, mostly because um, I'm just not sure about the Pittsburgh offensive line. I think that's going to kind of affect uh, Ben Roethlisberger's throws. He is still um, a big Ben, but having, I guess, a weaker um, O-line this season is going to, I kind. of I think that's still going to affect uh, Pittsburgh quite a bit, especially if they're relying on a lot of um, down downfield plays. It's going to be harder for Deontay Johnson to kind of, um, I guess, produce if the O-line isn't giving Ben enough time to throw. And I guess uh, for Tyler Lockett, um, I think he got 13.5 fantasy points per game last season, and that was his highest. But... I think he might be able to surpass that um, playing with Russell Wilson this year. So if he does, he might end up being higher than Deontay Johnson.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, just looking at my final three um, wide receiver twos, I have at 22, I also have Odell Beckham Jr., The reason I have him here is because I feel like he's gotten the short end of the stick the past few seasons. I know he was traded to Cleveland, didn't perform well under Freddie Kitchens, like you said. Then he was injured last season. He didn't really get into the scheme. I feel like this year he's going to get into the scheme and he's going to perform well. Um, He could even improve on where you draft him. So if you draft him around 22nd wide receiver, he could even be close to top 12 wide receivers with his talent level. I'm not um, underestimating his talent because I know he has it. So he's definitely someone you could look at at 22. And then at 23, I have Kenny Galladay. The reason I have him lower than a lot of people is because I don't know who in the Giants offense is going to get all the targets. You have Galladay, who should be the top receiver there. You have Darius Slayton. You have Sterling Shepard. And you have Evan Ingram there. I mean, they have just so many guys that Jones can throw the ball to. So I'm assuming Kenny Galladay gets most of the targets, which is why I have him as a low-end wide receiver too. But I just didn't really feel confident putting him any higher than that until we really know his role. And then um, number 24, I was torn between both Cooper Cup and Tyler Lockett. Um, I feel like Tyler Lockett was the better receiver last season, playing with Russell Wilson and a lot of the big big games he had. Um, But uh, with Cooper Cup, getting Matthew Stafford in that offense could definitely improve his stock. Um, He could be a guy that you're drafting late wide receiver two. that could be a high end wide receiver to low end wide receiver one ceiling. So um, definitely Cooper Cup is a guy that you could look at there. So I was just torn between the two. So I put both of them down. Um, I might lean towards Cooper Cup just a little bit because he's a little bit more consistent. Uh, You'll get the big games from Tyler Lockett, but the consistency hasn't been there recently, especially last season. DK Metcalf is definitely the number one receiver there now. So you, you might want to look at Cooper cup. Uh, another problem though, I have is both of those teams like to run the ball primarily. So you got Chris Carson and you got um, cam Akers there respectively for those two teams. So um, yeah, they're going to have to be putting up a lot of offense. You maybe want to lean towards Tyler Lockett. If you assume that Seattle is going to score more, it just depends. It's honestly a pick or choose between those two, depending on what you like better. But yeah, I put those two down. So um, I guess just anything else that you sort of want to talk about between our two lists, guys who maybe we're higher on or lower on?
1: Um, I guess maybe not in the list, but, like, outside in terms of, like, I guess um, are there any, like, I guess wide receivers that you think are going to have, I guess, sleeper value this year?
0: Um, Actually, speaking of the LA Rams, Van Jefferson, if he – gets a bigger role this year. I feel like he could be a sleeper wide receiver too. You might draft him in, like, I know we'll get to top 36. I don't think we'll go any further than top 36 when we get into draft season because then you're just getting into guys that are pretty much just like, like you're throwing darts at pretty much after that. So I feel like that um top, you know, 36 or so is is probably where um we see um our rankings going. But yeah, Van Jefferson might be one of those guys that could sneak in for the Rams and have solid fantasy production.
1: Yeah, I think for me, a sleeper uh, pick for wide receiver would be Juju Smith-Schuster for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think, uh, again, this is kind of just um, kind of how I feel about their O-line this year. It might be hard to do a lot of um, more a deep field place so they might end up throwing to the slot a lot more. So if that happens, then we might see um Juju Smith Schuster get a a lot more targets than we were expecting this season. And that might increase his fantasy value.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm um, I mean if Mac Jones does play for the Patriots, you can look at guys like Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, maybe Nikhil Harry. I don't know how good he's gonna be this season, but definitely you can look at both Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers to have big years. Cause we know if Mac Jones comes in, he's going to throw the ball. So that offense is going to open up a lot more. So those two receivers could be sleepers. Um, and then, yeah, um, pretty much anyone that plays with Aaron Rodgers. So whether Aaron Rodgers is in green Bay, whether he's in Denver, if he goes to Denver, both KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy, their, their stocks are going to go right up. They should already be top 36 receivers in my mind. Um, Maybe Hamler might be a little bit outside, but Judy definitely is top 36. Um, And then if he's in Green Bay, of course, Devontae Adams, the top receiver, Um, Alan Lazard or Marquez Valdez-Scanling might sneak in there. Um, Yeah. So that's pretty much, I guess, the outlook. Um, Did you have any other thoughts regarding wide receivers?
1: I guess um, if you... If you like the Browns, you might be able to go with Jarvis Landry as well. Um, I guess, like I said before, Odell has a a really big presence on the football field. He's probably going to be in double and triple coverage a lot. Um, So, especially if there's teams that like to use man coverage a lot for their defense, they might stick two or three guys on Odell. That's going to open up a lot of targets, a lot of opportunities for other wide receivers. And... Jarvis Landry is, I think, the number two wide receiver on on the Browns. And I think that's going to increase his value a lot. Um, he might end up getting a lot more targets than we're expecting. So uh, we might, uh, again, see really high value for Jarvis Landry.
0: Yeah, also don't sleep on any of the Dolphins wide receivers. Um, definitely in the top 36. Um, we could actually see three Dolphins receivers, uh, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and Jalen Waddell. So definitely something to take a look at. We don't know which one will emerge as the top-end receiver. So whichever one that you can get later, that's the one that you should be targeting because um, you get pretty much more value in that sense. And I feel like the Dolphins are going to be a more passing offense like they have been. They don't really lean into the run as much. So um, those guys are going to have lots of targets. So definitely... Some guys to look uh, at in terms of uh, late round value for fantasy wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I think um, to uh, he did end up uh, going to the Dolphins later in the season, so it I feel like he might not have been prepared as prepared for um, I guess how the team works, and he already did really well, so um, I think he has more time. I guess, learning the Dolphins offense this, this year. So we actually might see an improvement for a lot of players on the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think we've pretty much covered, um, mostly everything we need to talk about, um, for, um, fantasy wide receivers, our top 24. So uh, that's going to be the end of the fanatics football episode. Um, uh, Nate thanks again and you can check us out on Instagram at fan, fan podcast you can check us out on YouTube you can check us out on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts for this episode and many other episodes don't forget to like subscribe share um, uh, click the bell for notifications leave us a review all that good stuff and Nate thanks again and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode Oh, oh,